0: But the situation in, in both Israel and, and in Ukraine is like these are oh. these are arguably existential threats, right? So like if the Palestinians have their way, there wouldn't be an Israel. And if the if,
1: if Russia has its way, they might take you know, at least half Oh I mean, can we can I can I point out that when I said fourteen billion to Israel, that includes to Palestine as well? Right. Yeah, because we're funding
2: both sides yeah, of that we, war. Absolutely. And we have been for- Like clowns, like damn fools.
1: We're
0: dummy well,
2: shit. <laughs> I mean, anybody,
0: anybody who's watched <laughs> our foreign policy in the Middle East for the last, I don't know, three, four, five decades knows that we always fund both sides of every war. Then we never lose. It's they, so well, Schumer, is
1: <sighs> Schumer, is, Schumer is saying the children of, of Gaza will starve. And like, come on, we all know when you send money to these NGOs, it funnels up to Hamas. As soon as these resources go in, Hamas is the governing body. They take it. Why are Why are we playing this game? And I'm not saying, like, pick a side. I'm saying neither. Yeah, Let's come back
3: to America, baby. Yeah, you know right, I mean neither the myself. The fact that we're talking about it is so frustrating because there is absolutely no legitimate reason for Ukraine and Israeli funding to be tied to controlling our own border. It's so <laughs> no, goddamn frustrating. Just, it
2: just shows the lie, right? I mean, yeah. it shows the lie so clearly. You don't care about American sovereignty. You don't care about American national security. You really, they really don't care about our Americans. I mean, when I talk to liberals, when I talk to conservatives, everyone's like, yeah, it's a little too much. This whole immigration thing is too much. You have, you have uh, officials in New York saying it's going to destroy New York City, and everyone's like, oh, let's just do that anyway. Let's destroy New York City. Let me, let
1: me read this. This is page 150 of the bill. It says, Judicial Review. Notwithstanding any other provision of this act, Judicial Review... Of any decision or action in the section shall be governed only by the United States District Court or the District of Columbia, which shall have sole and original jurisdiction to hear challenges, whether constitutional or otherwise, the validity of this section or any written policy directive, written policy guideline, procedure, or implementation thereof issued by or under the authority of the secretary to implement this section. Long story short, you guys want to know what this bill is?
3: It's, it's, a, it's, corporate, it's trying to corporatize the American government by they giving are, diplomatic control to the federals. They're they trying
1: way. to make sure that Donald Trump will have no power to do
3: anything about the border if he becomes president. They said constitutional or otherwise, meaning we're going to do it, whether it's no constitutional or not, yeah. if we sign this bill. Well, its I mean, listen,
0: I'm not a lawyer.
1: I, let's, okay. let's shout out, because really, really quick, no, okay. let's, let's read that again. No. It literally says whether constitutional or
0: otherwise. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) Now,
0: I'm I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not, you know, super versed in legalese, but I I will say that sounds to me like we're, you know, giving full reign to D.C. to make... Well, we're not. Well, and the thing, too, though, is
2: D.C. already has full reign over a lot of stuff. Like... We already know that Biden didn't need a border bill to do anything. He signed all of this open border nonsense into executive orders and various actions within his first couple of days in office. You know that like huge numbers of border measures saying we're going to increase the number of asylum seekers. We're going to let in. We're going to give everybody a court date. We're going to instead of remain in Mexico, we have remain in the U.S. for Mm -hmm. as long as it takes. And now, this border bill, what it really does is it says we're going to get more border agents to process more people faster. Yeah. we're going to get more immigration reason, judges to give more people it, it, asylum faster're good, the, there. the good
1: the record was ten thousand per day. This says if it reaches eighty five hundred per day, then we'll move the rest to a legal port of entry what, what, wait, wait 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 So, right. wait, wait. so there's so no they're not saying they're going to stop them. They're saying after eighty five hundred, the rest can go apply at a legal port of entry
2: and It removes
1: the requirement for courts in many circumstances.
2: Well, and you saw what Chris Murphy said, right? Chris Murphy, who's one of the uh, architects of the bill, said that under this bill, (laughs) the border never closes. He said the border never closes. So, what kind of border security is this if we can't even close our own borders?
0: Well, here's the thing, too. So, I don't know if I don't know if you saw this. But if you saw this bill, you'd be criticizing every portion of this bill if you came across your desk and you actually had the time to read it before. Well, they're not yet. Yeah. But Matt Gates, who you know, for all intents and purposes, is a pretty decent guy most of the time on some of this stuff. But he uh, he came out said (laughs) he came out and he said, uh, uh, you know, why don't we just defund UN so we can uh, fund. Israel. I said, I had a, I had a post <laughs> to him. I said, I said Matt, you, you realize this, this, this isn't Israel, right? We don't live in Israel. You're the America first guy. What are you doing? You know? Um, but yeah, it's this, this whole bill is from front to back. just terrible. There's well, nothing going but, oh, the to UN. We
2: fund the UN, and the UN hires a bunch of people that are linked to Hamas and stations and puts them in Gaza to distribute all of the aid to Hamas. But, but this,
1: is, this is where we can find a compromise. How about we say, all right, 60 billion to Ukraine, but no more funding to the UN ever. No funding to, you know, this is the last one. Like, you, you, you tie it to something. What, what, did, what did I say? Um, the, the, the general idea is you tie it to something in such a way that it puts them in a position they can't maintain.
3: We'll fund the, we'll fund the wars that they want if we can bulldoze all of Washington, no. D.C. Tw- listen, 12% of the population. twelve <laughs> percent <12%- laughs>
0: Okay, if we can bulldoze easy, I'm in. Uh, no, but 12% of the, of the population in the United States is having a problem with food on the table today. And we're sending $60 billion to, to Ukraine. Why? Why? It's it's this well because this, Chuck this Schumer like well, you saw Chuck ladder. Schumer he literally is, threatening is money laundering
2: us. it is yeah. money laundering and yeah. like he threatened that if we don't do it then he's going to send our kids to go fight in. Everybody,
3: everybody that's in, uh, in office now needs to get fired. I wonder who November was. needs to be an absolute like it must be a massacre. massacre. I, everybody that's in office, if you're an incumbent, a metaphorical fire massacre. Them. I wonder, it's I wonder what what who know, they got to help yeah. I mean, You know, we're
1: talking about the vote. Let yeah. me I, let me pull up this from the post millennial. Chuck Schumer demands border never closes, Bill, pass, or else U.S. troops will have to fight in <laughs> Ukraine. <So laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on, we am going to break this down. He did not literally say Ukraine. He said in Eastern Europe, in a NATO ally in a few years. And so it's vague enough. First, he could mean Poland, he could mean Sweden. I think it's fair to argue he might literally mean Ukraine, in that the the West wants to take control of it and would absolutely shove it to NATO if if they had to. But he's basically saying Vladimir Putin is going to invade Europe, and so we need this border security bill. Who's border security? Ukraine's? Yeah, I
0: want to know. It's what,
2: a Ukraine border. I want to know no. how my
0: border got to Ukraine. You know, Fire it's them. Really
2: bizarre. know,
0: Yeah, you know when we say, "How did our freedoms get to the Middle East? How did how did our border get to the East? Who's Ukraine?" Now? Fi- oh. Fire them all, bulldoze I,
3: DC, software I truly, I'm coming to believe this hypothesis. At least I have hypothesis that we are in a slow coup that's been going on for a hundred years, man. Slow? It's like a banking. Yeah, they're trying to do it not fast enough to alert the people. JFK, like JFK, the that Federal Reserve, cool. the business plot, the the there's so much. There's so many foreign wars that are proxy wars where with money getting laundered away from our country and like. I mean, 9-11, even, I could just go down a list of things I find in my hypothesis that this is a news show. I'm not going to do that on a news show, but like the, the last 10 years, it's been like, they're like, make it, don't alert them. Don't alert them. Just let's get the money. Let's do the COVID spending. Well, oh. it increased our
1: budget by like 20%, our deficit by like 20% in like two years. This, it, look, a soft coup, I mean, there, I would actually suggest, I, I would ask, at what point does the government become the, the, the functioning and in-control government, right? So, uh, Taiwan. The official name of Taiwan is what the Republic of China, I believe, right? Yeah. And so, many people make the joke that communist China is just West Taiwan, because the original government of China fled to Taiwan. They've maintained themselves ever since, resisting the communists. And so, my question is, at what point, after the coup happened in the United States, Woodrow Wilson, who knows, the banker plot, the Federal Reserve... 1913. Dude, right, so my point is simply this. Maybe the revolution was Donald Trump. Not that he is a perfect guy, not that he was the guy, but that he ripped the establishment's power in twang, and they were losing their minds. I are still just, losing absolutely. it. Absolutely. And so when everyone's like, they're trying to stage a coup, I'm like, well, you know, the thing is, the establishment was in control. The unit party was in control. Then a bunch of people on the internet made a bunch of memes, and the reality TV real estate mogul wins and says, don't do worse, we're to get down, secure that borders, and then they lose their minds, like, we've lost control of this. That's why it's funny when they say our democracy, they say Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy. They're literally saying that there's a populist uprising
3: against the autocratic control we've maintained for generations. Yep, that's true. It was um, George Bush Sr. in the 90s said that we were moving towards a new world order, this liberal economic order was fading into something new, a global order. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Trump got into office and canceled the Trans-Pacific Partnership right away, and that's exactly- three days in. It was the, if you look at the investor state dispute settlement clause in that Trans-Pacific Partnership,
4: It's little effort for us because now we're just we're living and breathing this this conflict and for us we can see here that for us here in America it's existential I mean look all around you look what's going on they have these the DOGA and the FBI are being controlled by these these neo Bolshevik out of control Marxist cadre and they're working the the back end of the final stages of this long-standing plan to see the, the destruction, the total destruction, the total annihilation of America, right? And you can see that ultimately these sycophant Obama worshipers are behind this. They've, they've gotten to this point where they're carefully situated in the, the positions of power and they're carefully installed as the gatekeepers and the, the controllers at the, no, at the nodes of American power. And you can, we're beginning to feel the full flex. We're beginning to feel the full extent of this kind of, outflowing neo illuminati power play within america right that's within the courts and it's within academia it's within your kids classroom it's and it's profaning and defiling and corrupting and creeping and degenerating everything it touches on the path it's taking every opportunity to go up inside the senate hall and chambers and butt hump and videotape itself doing it right this is just the prevailing ideological zeitgeist or spirit of the age right that's kind of beginning to take over and beginning to become its own totalitarian doctrine. And they can see, they can see that they're getting hold of power. They're not interested in following the law, but just cheating, scamming, and f- uh, fraudulently imposing their own ideological and political will, and deploying their apparatchiks. And so you can see that's the case with, uh, with Obama. Obama, that's not even his real name, right? So this guy is a total insider globalist shill. And he's a total, he's a totally incomplete power pig, and he's a he's an individual who you could see he was debauched at a young age, and so he could never have like a normal, regular, healthy relationship with a regular woman, you know. So they, you know, I think Michael and Barry are kind of made for each other, and they were just like Bill Gates. So you can see the old pictures of them when they went to school together in Harvard, and so you can see that this, these are really just CIA cutout characters, and they're being used by you know an international phalanx, international elitist, globalist, banking cabal and power structure, right? And we always go back and talk about the Congress of Vienna and those power figureheads, those power elites, and those that nobility, the divine right to rule, right? And so that that interest and that particular hubris and that continuous interloping of American hegemony and the actual antagonist behind so many things, just like we said, the CCP has been established through Yale, Wall Street, banking types, who helped Mao Zedong get into power, he was a Yaley. He was a Yale in China scholar or you know intellectual that they, they used just like they used Trotsky and Lenin and, and Stalin to take down the czar. It's, a, it's the same formula, and so it's it's a depraved international global order world government summit right in in Saudi Arabia and Qatar and Arab Emirates over there and all the different countries and Lebanon, in Jordan, Iraq, Iran. The whole map was created by elites in London. After World War One, when the Ottoman Empire was destroyed, so this idea, this cobbling together of a supposed world government, is really the stitching together of all the created and implanted dictatorial regimes that have been established by the international body, by the international globalist banking power, right? They really it, it establishes all the banking credit and the de- banking power and the banking ledgers from from centuries and centuries, right? of all the nobility and the royalty and all the papal knighthood orders, all the power, royal family bloodlines, right? They have peerages and have the supposed dignity of noble honor, right? Coming to them, noblesse oblige, everyone is obligated to respect the nobility, the noble class above us, our rulers, right? Our betters, right? That's what it's all about. And of course, there's no higher nobility and no higher elite globalist cabal than that of the Vatican, who has its own records and its own Centuries old banking drafts and it's so, owed, you know, imported gold from uh, from Germany during the World War II Holocaust. From the you know the stolen gold, all, all right, all the different particular stolen treasuries of the Vatican Bank, right? That's that's a serious business. It's much older than the the banks of London, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not the recent iteration of the Vatican Bank, which is created more recently and was used in the most obnoxious way by gangsters and mobsters and criminals. But the old treasury halls of Vatican gold bullion was often cared for by the Medicis and later on by the Rothschilds and these super wealthy banking families who would look after the wealth and the riches of of the Vatican treasuries. So they, above all, the Vatican are at the center the Holy Alliance and they're at the center of the European Union. The Pope's on the money, right? The Holy Blessed Virgin Mary is at the center of their entire political doctrine over there. The 12 stars of the the flag of the European Union represent the 12 stars of Mary, supposedly according to Roman Catholic Gnostic magic and their sorcery, right? They believe that the particular verses and, and the scriptures are pertaining to Mary and that it gives her even more heightened godhood and even more heightened reason to be worshiped and praised, okay? Because the Roman Catholics, like Islam, centrally fixated on the worship and the veneration of Holy Mother Mary, of course. But we as Protestants over here, we have the Bible. We know that Mary was a mortal woman and that she is not part of our worship and praise over here in our Protestant churches, right? Because we only adore and glorify and exalt only the one King and the one God and the one Savior. And we say how wonderful Mary is, but she's not a part of our prayer life, So leave it at that. But that's not part of how it works over there. That's how how part of the system that's growing antagonistically, enormously, dangerously aggressive to America, especially the European Union as they start to clamor about wanting to have an army. And more and more you can see that America's finances are in collapse. So we have this process of being inundated with this racial dialectic where we're all being pigeonholed and, and jammed into the shape, psychological shape of a black and a white, right? So that's the current dialectical psyop that we've been slowly being descended into here in America, and we can no longer be who we really are, which is, like I said before, I have Irish and German parents. So I'm a little bit Irish and German, and and my wife is a little bit Irish and German too. So I don't really know what this term white means. It's quite offensive. I don't particularly like that appellation. I I don't think people should accept that that kind of terminology and that kind of depraved, you know, Freemasonic psyop framing that they're kind of descending us all into here. We can remember who we are, we can remember our ancestors, and we can remember that uh, we have a certain specific ethnic and historical national heredity and a background history that comes with us. And we're not just blacks and whites, right? And so not only are we being descended slowly and carefully into that kind of destructive psychological oppression, and we're being framed in that, so it, it, now it's it's pretty hard to get out of it. It's pretty hard to back out of it now and to, to start to use your intellectual faculties, use your your brainstem a little bit, and think it through. But of course, we're not blacks and whites. But who does it suit? Who, who you know? How does it help our adversaries and the international elite for us to be subsumed into this identity crisis where we're just blacks and whites, right? So you can have this dialectical, this careful and effective dialectical assault against our own minds and our own senses when um, one supposed racial group is regarded higher than the other, right? And of course, we all know that a white and a black are not racial characteristics and they do not denote any kind of ancestry. People who are from, people in America are from all over the world. We have people who have melanin content in their skin who have a dark complexion, have a little bit of a tan. It can be from all over the world here in America. You know, people who have a dark skin complexion could be from South America. They could be from Africa. They could be from Australia, right? People from Australia have dark skin complexion. People might mistakenly assume that they're from Africa, right? So this idea of people, of understanding people and these terms of black and white is totally absurd. The same thing is true with the idea of a white. I mean, it's insane. All over the world, you have this 25 to 30% of the populace has a very light complexion, And they come from various nations, very different nations. You're talking about Belarus, Sweden, like we said, Scotland, Ireland, people from Russia, people from all over the world, people from Italy. You might mistake them for someone who's from Belarus. You have to listen to their their voices, listen to their speech, listen to them carefully, take careful observation of... Something other than just their melanin content, because that can't possibly tell you very much about really where they're from or what kind of person they are. So that's that's the problem we have. We have these elites breaking us down into these dialectical, cathartic crisis, and they're moving the process forward where we're supposed to all get be brought into this agitation and this conflict with one another here in America based on how we look, based on our appearance, and they're going to move this exaggerated and agonizing campaign of racial conflict forward right at this time when they're bringing the the currency down the global reserve status of america's international reserve currency here at the same time they're bringing over tens and tens and tens of millions of illegal immigrants and foreign nationals and chinese foreign nationals tens and tens of thousands of chinese foreign nationals who are apparently not very polite and do not want to talk on camera all right so you can see that this is existential this is the that end game rush Like in political, put in the political terms and and, and make an analogy, a football analogy, right? They've passed the ball far down the field and they're running it in and they're trying to get into the end zone before anybody can stop them. We have months and months to wait to follow the rules before we can have our election because we follow the rules, right? The rules of American constitutional democracy and Republican representative government. Work for us. They work for us. They empower us. They make us stronger. But these individuals are right. They're just inter- interested in metastasizing their cancerous political germ into many as many nodes and positions of power as possible, so that you can, like I said, you can already feel them flexing. You can already, you got the the judges in New York, completely debasing American democracy to, to, to such a high extent. It's 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 amazing. The American people no longer respect. Department of Justice. They no longer respect the FBI. I know I don't. How about you? I'll just anecdotally over on your side. Just take a little, take put, put the thermometer out, take a temperature in the people in your area. How, how are they? How are they? they just feeling really like positive about the uh, the seventh floor at the FBI over there, feeling really good about that, feeling really good about the the scammy and rapey political machinations of Victoria Newland, right? As she goes around or uh, pushing forward their, their corrupt CIA agenda everywhere they go. I mean, it's depraved, it's sickening. It's a sickening the right? Just pushing these destructive depopulation uh, vaccines on us. And we're just all supposed to sit still and take it and not have anything to say. These are, these are, these are sophisticated political sophistry and demagogic and artificial rhetoric, right? So they're just, they're synthesizing. They're, they're creating a synthetic philosophical excuse, right? Like a fig leaf as they go about all about this. We're trying to save the environment, all that. These are all completely heinous and vile deceptions, right? There, there's, there's most vile kinds of deception that are just being put for us and they're just they're totally poisonous idea viruses being disputed in the classroom. We're not not—we're not on science anymore. We're in this weird scientism of showing the polar ice cups melting and then the kids crying into this emotional neurotic fanaticism about the environment. So we can't do any real science anymore, right? We can't actually solve real scientific problems. We can't actually go farther. We can't go to Mars, right? We just, the guy who wants to go to Mars, we got to find a way to imprison him. He won't use his pronouns or something, right? He's a paterfamilias. He likes to have children, right? He's not aborting his kids or transgendering them. So I guess, see what I'm saying? It's sad. It's a sad situation that we're in. And I think we need to continue to fight. I think we need to continue to do this work that we do. We need to continue to show that the, the Justice Department is now no longer trying to find a way to right, solve the problem of corruption in its own ranks. Now it's just it's cover up mode. It's time to send some people to prison who are some whistleblowers, right? If you're if you're a whistleblower boy, you better CYA. Now it's now it's time. That, that's why it's. I'm starting to understand this kind of attitude that people have. That it doesn't look like they're slowing down. It doesn't look like they're really turning. It looks like they're going full steam ahead. They fully expect to crash through the 2024 election with Donald Trump, and I don't know if they'll cheat. Shut it down, black it out, cause a race riot, right? Cause a mass shooting, cause some kind of a, you know mass shooting down at the border where they can try to do a gun grab and you know shut down the elections, whatever. That that's that's what these people are wargaming every single minute, every single hour, every single day. So it's up to us guys. We're we're all that's left. We are the final accountable responsibility. We're the final party who has the plenary powers to go and. Make the sovereign election to choose this president, right? So hopefully Trump is real and he's not a totally controlled CIA asset. And in this process, this this dialectic framing between A or B choice and people desperately try to break out and they want a libertarian third party candidate. But, it, you know, the way that this bifurcating adversarial system has been set up, the, the cycle of elections, we have to choose the the best hope for America's future. And we have to choose the person who won't shit his pants while he's standing there on stage, right? It's just just fundamental. It's just simple. It's essential. So if they're both CIA-controlled puppets, we're going to have to pick the CIA-controlled puppet who knows what his name is and won't shit his pants, right? It's, gosh, it's tough. Tough times in America. So here, let's pay attention here. Let's focus on how the FBI is marauding and pillaging the countryside looking for who they can feed into their furnace you know get the cuffs on them and throw them into the the furnace of their their cell right how they can use them to further the idea of right they can just frame someone i think they framed that guy down in tampa for supposedly having bomb making materials in his garage right do you have a garage do you have a gas tank and like a, a gardening hose and and maybe a hammer and some nails i mean i think you might have bomb making materials right there guys I mean, that's who we're dealing with from these pigs the total pigs the reprobate scum. They're enacting their heinous coup d'état and their ridiculous political struggle here in America to just wrest all political power into the hands of this one-party system. Of course, they're failing. They're failing awfully. This isn't like we're not like Czarist Russia over here, right? We're not just a bunch of serfs, right? We're the most well-educated, well-protected, and well-fed populace in the face of the earth. So. You can see what they're going to go after, right? They want to go after your knowledge base. They want to go after your electricity and your food. And they want to go after your uh, home protection devices, guys. Let's face it. That's what it's all about. Once they have those items out of your life, you'll be a serf. You'll be a lowly little czarist Russian serf. And uh, whenever they want to bring in the Bolsheviks in and destroy your country, they'll do it at will. Because you won't resist. So here, here it's a time for us to educate ourselves a little more. Let's look hard into the abyss. Let's look into the the difficult news cycle, and the difficult news events, the current event. And
5: so here in order to really make that point and discuss that in detail and really take it to the granular minutia of this particular story that shows this creeping void of despotism and tyranny that's creeping across America. And you can see that this special counsel pig what a total reprobate, despicable little traitorous little pig, right? He's supposed to go and try to give us justice for, give justice for us here in America and find out the truth of what's going on with Hunter Biden and their corruption. And he goes and he sets up the arrest of the actual whistleblower that brought the information forward. So you can't make this stuff up guys. This stuff is this kind of, this level of profanity and corruption totally depraved miscarriage of justice is all that you can really expect from this system this neo-bolshevik system of savage totalitarianism it's it's coming to take our country down we're relying on this thin thread of democratic honesty and transparency in this election and i don't think they're they're interested in allowing that to go forward and there's probably multiple tracks upon which they have plans to derail that election process by, by which we hope that we can follow our own laws and follow our own rules and bring America back into line and into, in control with the democratic wishes, beliefs, and values and moral standards of the people who actually own this country, which is us. And these people have ripped this minority, this Bolshevik credentialed class of preening, depraved, transgender lunatics, Big Mike, Obama-worshipping sycophants. They have taken and stolen our country from. And now they intend to use the power, the ill-gotten power they've taken, and they plan to destroy the rightful heirs, the rightful parents and grown-ups in the room, right? The rightful American citizenry who should be free to direct our country any way we want. Of course, we're being taken down by these leftist pervert pigs. And so in order to really discuss this further corruption and debasement of the FBI, which is now the FBI. Right? We, we've, we've renamed it the FBI. It's, it's disdain and disgrace. We'll carry on. But the, the arrest of this whistleblower Smirnoff is just absolutely a sickening miscarriage of justice. So as we go forward, let's listen to Chris Plant's very delicate handling of this sensitive discussion.
3: Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA, that won't put money
6: in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children because we deserve better Ah, uh, Yes, that was uh Bonnie Willis yesterday uh, Doing a heck of a job there wasn't she just to me she uh, that was uh, that was a long long time ago when she was running for the office she said that uh, Atlanta deserves a, a DA that's not having sex with his employees and uh she made good on that. She was having sex with her employee rather than him having sex with his employee, which which of course means that the situation is completely different. Welcome to the Soviet Union, ladies and gentlemen. I I have a great many disturbing stories for you today. CNN will not carry the stories. The Washington Post will lie about them. Extraordinary stuff. One of the stories that popped this morning, FBI informant charged with lying about Biden's ties to Ukrainian firm. That's right. Alexander Smirnov has now been charged by the Biden administration, the the corrupt Justice Department, and coincidentally, by David Weiss, the Biden family friend and Delaware U.S. attorney, just a coincidence, I'm sure, has charged a a longtime trusted FBI informant who has been put through the ringer before. And he's the guy that told us that the Burisma gas company in Ukraine that we know was paying... Hunter Biden about a million dollars a year for a no-show job, and paying his uh, buddy, uh, also Devin Archer, about a million dollars a year for a no-show job. The Barisma Gas Company, you know, the one that was being investigated by the uh, federal prosecutor in Ukraine until Joe Biden went in and ordered the government to fire that prosecutor, otherwise they wouldn't get one billion dollars in U.S. loan guarantees, and naturally they fired that prosecutor and the investigation into corruption at Barisma, the gas company. Uh, was brought to a screeching halt because Joe Biden ordered it. Joe Biden made it happen. He had power and he abused it. That's what he's here for. He's a leftist and a dimwit, a numbskull. But we've got that going. So now this FBI informant, who uh, was a trusted FBI informant for many, many years, big secret, you couldn't talk about this informant because sources and methods, I know, is in the New York Times. Well, now he's been charged with uh, lying, lying about the Biden family. And uh, he disagrees, of course. He says he didn't lie. A former FBI informant has been charged with lying about United States President Joe Biden and his son Hunter's ties to a Ukrainian energy firm. David Weiss, coincidentally, the special counsel leading a criminal probe into Hunter Biden, hasn't charged Hunter Biden. But he's charged an FBI informant, a longtime FBI informant, very trusted FBI informant who's been feeding them all kinds of reliable information for years. But when he ponied up the goods on the Biden family, well, now he's facing 25 years in prison. And David Weiss, the, the Delaware U.S. attorney who had ties to Bo Biden, you may remember, and the Biden family, But it's not the Soviet Union or anything. We're not a corrupt government. We're not a corrupt country. Pay no attention to that. So uh, David Weiss, special counsel leading the criminal investigation under Biden, said on Thursday that a grand jury had indicted Alexander Smirnov on charges of making false statements and creating a false and fictitious record. Based on that standard, we should charge the New York Times and the Washington Post with a long series of crimes, and CNN and MSDNC and George Stephanopoulos at ABC. How about all that Russian collusion and Hillary Clinton's opposition research not being intelligence materials? Weiss, with his Biden family ties, said Smirnov, who uh, is uh, 43 years old, was arrested, listen to this now, at Harry Reid International Airport. What a coincidence, in Las Vegas, Nevada, after returning to the U.S. from abroad. They love arresting people at airports, don't they? If convicted, Smirnov. Could face up to 25 years in prison. Could face 25 years in prison. Despite repeated admonishments that he shouldn't be critical of the Biden family, that he must provide truthful information to the FBI, and that he must not fabricate evidence. Seems like good advice for an FBI informant. I think he probably understood that. The defendant provided false, derogatory information. That's the problem, it's derogatory information about the Bidens. Prosecutors said in the indictment filed in federal court. Isn't this fascinating? Smirnov claimed that Hunter Biden, who sat on the board of the Kiev based Burisma gas company, and his father's name uh, used his father's name to solicit millions of dollars in bribes from the company. Smirnov told the FBI that Burisma executives had said that they hired Hunter Biden to, quote, protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems. Right. And that they paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each in 2015 or 2016, according to the indictment. 2015 or 2016, Joe couldn't remember which year it was that Beau Biden died. So I guess that Smirnov gets a little wiggle room there. Republicans seized on Smirnov claims, Republicans did see, uh, to accuse the Biden family of corruption. No kidding and justify a U.S. House of Representatives inquiry into the president's impeachment. So now they're going to use this to say, oh, you can drop the whole investigation on Capitol Hill now, right? Now, when I saw this, it was uh, quite fascinating. The timing, I thought, was, was remarkable uh, because we learned something else this morning, too. And the other thing that we learned was, was also quite fascinating. And it has to do with uh, Vladimir Putin and his uh, Russian commie, uh, you know, um, uh, left-wing, at least quasi-dictatorship. And that is that a political enemy of Vladimir Putin, Alexei Navalny, it was learned today, died in prison because, you see, Vlad the Impaler imprisoned his political enemy, Alexei Navalny. And uh, you remember he disappeared. We talked about it here. He disappeared in the vast Russian prison system and was weeks later found to have been moved to a a gulag prison north of the Arctic Circle in Russia, Uh, and he had been squirreled away there. Nobody is allowed to visit him. And now we learn Alexei Navalny, vocal critic of Vladimir Putin, dies in prison, colon, Russian government. ABC fake news reports out of London. Alexei Navalny, a longtime Russian opposition politician, and critic of Vladimir Putin—that's a dangerous thing to be. Often considered to be a vocal and prominent thorn in the side of the Russian government—has died in prison at age 47, according to the prison service. Isn't that fascinating? He died in prison unexpectedly because that's what commies do—they kill their political enemies. Now uh, Smirnov, the Ukrainian FBI informant in good standing for many years. Is forty three years old, right? And so he's still got plenty of time to die in prison later. Just extraordinary stuff. So the um, the Biden administration is mirroring Vladimir Putin, and you know, uh, Vladimir Putin just endorsed Joe Biden for president in an interview day before yesterday. I shared I shared that with you yesterday uh, that uh, Vladimir Putin has endorsed Joe Biden for president. Joe Biden, I think, by uh, calling for imprisoning his political enemies is endorsing vladimir putin too how many how many hours was it honestly this our country is becoming more and more like the soviet stinking union because they're not liberals they're the left absolutely extraordinary stuff so the fbi informant again in good standing smeared up for a great many years is now being charged by the Biden Justice Department and the Delaware, coincident, coincidence, U.S. attorney, who's investigating Hunter Biden. And who gets charged? Hunter Biden? Joe Biden? No. No, a guy named Smirnov, who uh narked on him, Alexander Smirnov, who said that he was told by his sources in Ukraine that Joe Biden got five million, and that Hunter Biden got five million from Burisma, and is the Democrat Delaware U.S. Attorney investigating Hunter Biden, uh, slapping the cuffs on Hunter Biden. No, no, no. How about that illegal gun and uh, the and the lying on the federal form and and uh, you know how about the cocaine in the White House and and how about a long list of things and all the money coming from China and from Ukraine and from Romania and from Russia uh, and from one of the stands was it Kazakhstan and uh, that's all okay millions and millions of dollars. But this, this Delaware U.S. attorney, he, uh, no, he's, he's got a Ukrainian FBI informant that has now been charged, and he's facing 25 years in prison, Smirnov is. It is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Honestly, and don't cross the Democrats, don't cross Biden, because you'll end up in a gulag north of the Arctic Circle, where you will die, and it will be announced one Friday. Uh, and uh, it won't be big news, just uh, just amazing stuff. Yeah, he made false reports to the FBI in June of 2020 that uh, executives associated with the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each in 2015 or 2016. Now, Alexander Smirnov is going to tell you, well, that's what I was told by the Burisma officials. So why am I being threatened with 25 years in prison? And the correct answer is, the left is here. This is not liberalism. This is the left. Completely different thing. So I've got to say, the next uh, Alexei Navalny, I think, is a Ukrainian man named Alexander Smirnov, who's been working for the FBI as an informant. Remember, they, they didn't want his name released right now. Um, now here they are. Listen to this. Huh? Isn't that fascinating? We live in very corrupt times, I'm sorry to have to say, but our country, the United States of America, is a very corrupt country. The intelligence agencies have been corrupted and lied to us on the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. They're lying to us now. Penitentiary face Brennan, who voted for the Communist Party candidate, Gus Hall for the presidency of the United States, made CIA director by Barack Obama, who, of course, was mentored by Frank Marshall Davis, a card-carrying member of the Communist Party. The Saul Alinsky gang members who have taken over the Democrat Party and the United States government are abusing their power every time you turn around. In 2012, the Obama-Biden administration used the IRS to silence their political enemies. And then, of course, in 2016, the FBI was brought in to try to crush the story about the Hunter Biden laptop, saying it was Russian disinformation. It's funny how so many things involve the word Russia and Ukraine, of course. Lots of money. Everybody knows the piggy bank that Ukraine has been for politicians for such a long time, mostly Democrats, but but not entirely. And uh, boy, this is this is a crazy time we're living in. There's no doubt about that. It is, uh, so let me see, In uh, the IRS used in 2012 during Barack Obama's re-election to target Tea Party and Patriot organizations, keep them on the sidelines, and that's no big deal, and nobody's held accountable for that. Barack Obama did that, and uh, his corrupt FBI, of course, uh, was on the horn with Facebook and with Twitter on the lead-up to the uh, 2020 election, Right. And so it's, it's hard to keep all the corruption straight. So let's see, 2012, it was the IRS. Then uh, 2016, it was the FBI. And, the, uh, and then 2020, the CIA with their felonious 51 saying that the laptop looked like Russian disinformation. And the FBI, that's when the FBI is on the phone with Twitter and Facebook telling them to not allow people to share that story because it's detrimental to the Biden family fortunes, literally and figuratively and to the Democrat Party. These are very treacherous times we're in. And if we had a legitimate news media, and we don't, then there would be gigantic, scandalous stories about all of this. Huge. Now, it's like I was talking about it yesterday. If Vladimir Putin had endorsed Donald Trump rather than Joe Biden, that would be banner headlines across the country for days and days. CNN would have to stay up all night to keep talking about it because Putin endorsed Trump. But Putin didn't endorse Trump. He endorsed Biden. So you know what the left-wing media is doing? Saying, well, I never trust anything that Putin says. I, I assume that it's the opposite of the truth. So he really endorses Trump by endorsing Biden. This is what the squirrels in their, in their craniums tell them. Just extraordinary. So we've got that going today. And we had Connie Willis, who uh, is a real piece of work. She likes cash. She's a cash woman. Just don't rob her house. Because she might have $9,000 in cash in there or something. So we got that. Obama Giuliani. And the man who never was. Frank Marshall Davis. Here it is, the man who never was. They're cleaning up their histories. They erase their own histories, like their history of slavery and the KKK and terrorist groups like the SDS and the Weather Underground. They had to rewrite their history every day when they got out of bed. And Gina Haspel, the one-time CIA director, and her role in the phony, corrupt Russiagate non-scandal that they ginned up our intelligence community uh, is a criminal enterprise, an ongoing criminal organization, our own intelligence community, here to corrupt our presidential elections. They've used the federal government to corrupt the left has our last three presidential elections. We got another one this year. We are at 888-630-9625.
4: Right, it's now a time for a word from our awesome sponsor, Wendy's Boutique Limited. wendyslimited.com and uh, wendyslimited.com is offering the hottest new designer trends and brand name couture fashion styles. So you have to hear about Wendy's Boutique. wendyslimited.com wendyslimited.com now has designer women's apparel and fine jewelry, sexy boutique fashions, very best prices online. And you know that at wendyslimited.com uh, they know what a woman is, or what a woman really is, right? So if you're a beautiful woman or if you know a beautiful woman, and if you don't, stop listening to this show, okay? Right now, just stop. But if you happen to know a beautiful woman and you are a beautiful woman, you have to know about wendyslimited.com. So these are the, the sexiest boutique fashions anywhere, very best prices online, beautiful luxury products guaranteed authentic, guaranteed, no Chinese knockoffs ever, so this is the real deal, this is the real, real, the legit, best prices, hottest couture gear, fragrances, we had Tom Ford shades, great deal on the Tom Ford shades, everybody loves Tom Ford shades, so you can expect to find Gucci apparel, Hermes shoes, Prada jewelry, all at wendyslimited.com, and you got to remember, wendyslimited.com is really now famous for canceling Balenciaga when it mattered, right? So we're not having any of that over here. This is a woman-owned enterprise, a Amer- all-American, family-run organization, wendyslimited.com, wendyslimited.com. You've got to come join the craze. Hottest new designer trends, guys.
5: Wendy's Boutique Limited. We need your support. And uh, she's been courageous to support the show, wendyslimited.com.
4: They're, they're sweeping across America. Like you can just tell that we're in for a really difficult time. They, these, these antagonists, these haters of America, are, are, you know, and we have lots of problems in America as far as this, this really ridiculous Federal Reserve debt currency, the out of control emergency war powers of this wartime military commander in chief. Right, that's out of control. We have on so many different ways this locomotive is just blazing down the tracks. Full steam ahead with 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 no brakes. and they're interested in maintaining right. They're they're interested in maintaining their massive trillion dollar military industrial complex war machine and all the corporations that go with it. You know all the Northrop Grumman's they need to make all the missiles and to, you know to, to pr- produce all this equipment for them to stay in absolute total unquestioned unassailable full spectrum dominance. Right. So we have to look hard at what happened with Trump and his first administration. I think that people are. They're giddy, they're elated, they're fully intoxicated into this political punch, the political uh, fruit punch that's going around here. And we need a, the American people are awakening, as they say, and they're they're rising up and they're looking for a solution. And we need a real solution. We don't need a manufactured, artificial, synthetic solution. And so even as we go in here, and we have to, I agree, undoubtedly, put our little eggs in the Trump basket and and we have to try to do this system test, this troubleshooting process of determining whether our elections are even really real or at all, right? Or whether we even can control them, whether we can even go in and even choose A or B or whether the whole thing is totally controlled, you know? And I think that's the problem we're going through now, just with these machines and the, it's the total corruption and breakdown of the mechanics of American democracy itself. And you have the, these other one party elitists who think that they're going to, you know, it's their body, it's their choice. If they want to murder their babies in utero or not, or maybe even wait for the baby to come out of the womb and then murder them. Right. It's, it's their choice. Right. So that's the, that's the party. As soon as you accept that concept, then you've reordered the value of life in the known universe. And you've made your own life, including the life of a baby in a womb, maybe even a woman baby, right? The woman baby in the womb doesn't even have a chance to have her life and even have a vote and say, what about my life? It's my life. It's my womb. It's my body. It's my choice. Or the baby, that's what the little mommy baby in the womb says. But she doesn't have a voice. She can't even talk yet. And of course, the the already fully grown human organism of the mommy is going to destroy the, the womb and the life. And the rights of the mommy and uterine, right? So it's anybody who accepts that premise is already a totally filthy animal and just a, a miscreant who's just unworthy of life, right? Once, you, once you've once you canceled another person's right to live, then you've already decided ipso facto that your own life, because once you were a baby in the womb, right? Then you could be aborted just because maybe your mommy didn't want you, right? You, the whole chain of reasoning presupposes that you, your life no longer matters. The life no longer matters. The life of the baby no longer, all that really matters is my, my orgasmic need to, you know, to serve my vaginal desires or whatever, right? Just whatever, whatever. I don't want to have the baby, I'll kill the baby. And these are my political rights. And that's how you get to transgender people doing the high jump and at high school and like winning the prize, even though it's like a seven foot dude, with with balls and is not a woman, right? And we don't even know what women are, right? That's that's how you get down to this place where you can't even like identify reality anymore because you've already went through the process of exchanging the dignity and beauty of human life for a lie. And so once you make that philosophical inversion, then you've you've altered the entire universe around you, even though you don't know it. So that's what these people are. They're just victims. They're victims of the prepackaged Marxist narrative that really breaks down all human civilization and all nuclear families and mommies and daddies and even the ability to procreate any like future generations is totally deformed and withered and right and castrated away either either in flesh or in mind you know as people will just go castrate themselves so they can't have kids because they believe that's better for the environment right so all these toxic ideological notions only lead the people to suicide to suicide their future generations or suicide their future bloodlines. And all of human civilization has led to them having this chance to live only to cut off any more life from out, you know, fertility off from them. You know, and they're supposed to be a fertility cult, right? They're supposed to be obsessed with all these fertility rituals, but of course they're, they're not fertile, they're infertile. So it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre witnessing the breakdown and the shriveling away and the dying and the rotting of the Marxist liberal progressive left so just dies away and their offspring and their kids are just not viable, right? They're never going to be anything, right? I mean, what's Hunter Biden ever going to be? Or look at Alex Soros, right? He's going to be like a fucking apex predator like his dad, or he's just in there jerking off, snorting coke with hookers in the back with, with Hunter Biden, right? They're just worthless. They're worthless guys. So when you look at the strength and dignity and power and courage of your own children in front of your eyes, that's the, that's the elites right? That, that's who's elite. That's what Trump meant when he said, you're the elite. We're, we're the elite, guys, because we're, we're the actual ones who hold the accountability and the responsibility of parents who have healthy kids, who are training up a generation of heterosexual children. Oh my God, right? We're the ones who are teaching children the old ways of how to hunter, gather, and fish, right? right? The old way of being a real you know, human person and carrying on families so that will carry on more families in the future, right? And and they can be fertile and they can produce future generations, right? So that's what these individuals learn, they they learn to unlearn. They go up into these universities, pay all their money or they pay their parents money, right? To have their their brains, they get their their lobotomy, their political science lobotomy and to be urged into this groupthink. And and they get to be shown how much uh, cowards they really are because they're easily influenced, right? They they can't get it into a group of people that have thoughts and ideas other than theirs without having their own thoughts and ideas like merged into the whole, right? Like a real coward would do. You can't can't stand by and keep your own thoughts and your own personal uh, principles and and have your own ideas. But just the sophisticated rubric and the loud arguments of the, you know, the really hyper-political fanatics on campus, right? Shouting you down. I guess it just wears people out. It just softens them. So they they can no longer stand. right? they can no longer stand up for their traditional values. And um, as we go forward, let's just fast. Let's just listen here to these different particular points of view. You can see that now the time is going to come to to run aground. All the enemies of the Bidens, right? All the whistleblowers, all the people who are out there to to expose and to shine a light on what was happening with this. Hunter Biden laptop right now, we can all expect to go to prison. Do you have any Hunter Biden laptop pictures on your computer? I, I, I might have a couple, right? We better get the, um, the bleach bit out because now they're coming for us, guys. They are. And what they're doing to a Trump in America shows that there's no more American democracy left. I don't know if they're doing it to him because he's a CIA plant and he's a protected puppet, right? A carefully placed controlled opposition, right? That's that's what we fear. That's what everyone fears. Maybe in the background, all of his banking ties and his elite status makes him just friends with Mark Zuckerberg and, and, and Bill Gates. And the whole globalist system of control that's arising and developing has the capability and the wherewithal to plan the sudden and catastrophic decimation of the American population, right? Just to soften us up. Just to get us ready and willing and compliant to go to the fema camps to get us willing to obey the world health organization mandates and take our vaccines and choose to to do the soft kill like to slowly depopulate ourselves and sicken ourselves out of existence And so that's the plan and so without god without a, a restoration and a revival and a return to the roots of our and the power of our faith uh, in the biblical scriptures here guys we're, we're done and even as we go in and have to Vote in astonishment for Trump if we ever get the chance, and put him back in office. We have to wonder how far down the rabbit hole we are, and how how deeply locked in the grips and the and the cords entangling us. Right? How how deeply entangled are we as a nation with the, all these international treaties and alliances, and world governments and world you, you know United Nations councils? That we can expect to be able to survive, right? We can. How can we be able to ex- expect to be able to survive as a people, as a unique people here in North America, and the the slow train wreck that is California and fentanyl and all the precursors that are being shipped over from China and all the elements of the warfare that's being made being waged against us here in America is is evident. But we don't have a cohesive and unifying body politic or self organizing structure within the citizenry here, by which we can begin to form posse comitatus, right, form legal and well-regulated militias, where we can begin to have some kind of conferences and some kind of conveyances and have some kind of deliberation as a people what we're going to do here. I mean, and those kind of avenues are highly cumbersome and slow. And we're, we've got 10 months to endure whatever these people have laid for us. And the total cowardice and weakness of the Republicans in Washington, D.C. And you have these individuals like Hunter Biden running up into the the Congress chambers there and showing his face and then leaving out and just just totally humiliating the whole process and showing how obstinate and deforming, right? They're totally deformed. They're totally delusional. But at the same time, they're totally confident that they're getting away with it and that the whole system is being organized and the policies are being crafted and the and all the political showmanship are just well curated shadow puppets for the people, right? Just distractions. So here in this particular episode, we're gonna do our best to just show explicitly as we can this process of breaking down and corrupting and corroding the American judiciary and American political system and the confidence in the very police power of American law enforcement itself. It's also suspect. You have these people like literally getting up every day and putting on the badge and the gun and going out to just enforce and impose their political doctrine on the world and just squirrel away any kind of screwy mechanism, any any blunt force trauma, smash on the head will do it, right? The CIA creeping around and spying on Trump, it, it shows with the MI6 and the MI5 guys and Michael Steele, right? And Peter Daszak and the COVID-19 virus and the Royal Academy of the Sciences talking about how good the the vaccine is, like the enforcement of it, the world the World Health Organization, the CDC working together to make us all sick into what 12, seventeen to twenty million people. Those are just the numbers of deaths. So yeah, this is a this is a total onslaught. This is the the final uprising in the the asymmetrical, unrestricted prosecution of political warfare. And politics is war, guys. It always has been. It's always been the calm methodical and deliberate settling of conflict. And now they're they're deliberately cheating. They're deliberately, you know, they, they can't win. So now they're cheating. There's no other way to put it. There's no other way or, you know, and they're cheating by any way they can. They have these election drop boxes, ballot drop box locations and stuff. I don't know about you, but those should be removed. I don't think we need to wait for someone to give us permission to just make those things just all go bye-bye, right? I mean, that's how I look at it. But like I said, we have to be careful, we have to be thoughtful, because now we have these low-IQ Marxist propagandists and, uh, and provocateurs inside the courtroom, inside the judges' chambers, right? And they're not interested in carrying on any kind of actual jurisprudence or giving any justice. They're just there to abuse and execute the arbitrary expression of power, raw power over others in order to try to, t- to make some kind of temporary political gains, right? And that's why, they're, that's why these Soros-backed prosecutors are just low-level, dumbass DEA hires. Look at Fannie Willis. What a moron, right? What a, what a totally low-IQ degenerate idiot. I mean, you don't need you know how dumb she is until they bring her out to speak, and then it's, it's awful. I mean, you know these people, they, you know they didn't pass any kind of serious bar exam. They're morons, right? And these are the idiots that they get in there, and they use to abuse the rest of us with this, Ridiculous tyranny. Same thing with Majorcus. I mean, these other individuals, they're having to take down. They're just ideologues. They're radical, foaming at the mouth, zealous. And they know that they're just going to be used to to do things that are totally illegal, to commit awful felonies, and to commit treachery and treason against the American people, right? By letting all these people... A lot of people are going to die because of what these idiots are supposed to... It's like, it's like letting criminals out of jail, of their cells to go and attack the populace and you know rob shops and murder and rape people. They let all these... People in here who they're supposed to protect us against. They let all these individuals in here that are criminally minded invaders who are here just to sack and loot the American countryside and to hurt people. And that's why they came here. And, that, and they they, come, they didn't come here to find jobs. Come on, there are going to be no jobs. We're going into a massive recession. The jobs are going to be gone. What, what, what jobs are they going to do? And whatever jobs are available should be available to Americans who are going to be hungry. Stupid. So, yeah, th- this is a total violation and we shouldn't accept it
5: and we're not going to.
7: I I posted a video of slavery going on in um, Central Africa,
5: and it got like 5 million views today,
7: put it up last night. And I saw some people saying, slavery isn't happening in Africa. So I got a bunch of clips and news articles admitting that there are millions in slavery, over 10 million estimated in Africa right now. I know that doesn't fit the narrative that America is the home of slavery, uh, but I thought I would actually explain some of that coming up next hour as well. We've got so much to cover. It's also all come out that Obama, indeed, was using intelligence agencies to spy and go after Trump. We already knew that. They already bragged about it. Rennon had press conferences admitting it. Kentucky Schumer went on TV and said the intelligence agencies are going to come after this guy. Mudd, with the CIA, said we're going to kill this guy. So that's all coming up next hour. But I want to get Viva Fry on from vivabarneslaw.locals.com. On X, Viva Fry because he's been doing an excellent job. He's been going to great depth on it, okay, explaining how this is so tyrannical, the weaponization of the judiciary. I just spent 30 minutes before he came on explaining how big think tanks and organizations that like Soros and others run, and the Justice Department and, and, and uh, Merrick Garland and others have been part of, bring these lawyers to these junkets and then, and then sign them up and run them for office or get them installed. And, and then that's the same weaponization everywhere. So just a year and a half ago, everybody saw me defaulted in cases in weaponized jurisdictions of Connecticut and Austin, Texas. And Austin's as bad as D.C. or New York now. People say, why do I live here? That's where I'm from, but I am going to move from here soon. I must leave the jurisdiction. It's like living right next to the Tower of Mordor under Sauron. But at least there, they had a show trial on damages to confuse the public. With Trump now, they're not even doing that, dispensing with juries and or they have the famous Epstein judge that covered things up saying you're not allowed to say you're innocent, not allowed to defend yourself. So Trump gets held liable for five million for saying he's innocent. The new trial 80 million. So I wanted to explain from a Canadian lawyer's perspective, but it's basically all the same, how big this is because this is why the system's so confident. They don't just have the intelligence agencies, the Justice Department, all their minions now, like Fannie Willis, can openly money launder Do all of this, it all comes out. They lied and committed all these crimes, but they're above the law. So, what then historically comes out of that? So, in the limited time we have, Viva, just recap some of these latest cases. I see it causing a mass awakening. I get mobbed now at the gym or the grocery store or church. People are bringing this to me, they're really upset. Everywhere I go, people are bringing this up, just the general public. So, people are finally getting that wow. Uh, in many jurisdictions, uh, the courts are as phony as a $3 bill. But, but, but I'd like you to
3: quantify this and then, then talk about where you think this is going and how you think we should counter it. Quantify it. Uh, $450 million for Trump uh, in New York because there's $98 million in prejudgment interest that Justice Engeron or Judge Engeron uh, slapped on to the $355 million. It's impossible to quantify. It's absurdly in your face. The only question is going to be whether or not the higher courts, court of appeals, supreme court, are going to step in and rein in the insanity. Like you wonder how tens of millions of people starved under Stalinism, under communism, under socialism. You're seeing it right now. I, I, I hyperbolically, you know, call New York uh, a communist state, California, commie forna You got ca- Canada, which we call commie Canada. This is basically government entities usurping private assets through crook or hook, whichever way you want to go about it. You get this judge, Angeron, Leticia James, uh, who who campaigned off uh, prosecuting a private citizen, a specific citizen, campaigned off of it, gets the Soros money and gets in there and then does it. And you get an Angeron type corrupt judge, judicially corrupt, who says, Yeah, I've got the tools to make this happen. Summary judgment fraud on the Mar-a-Lago property. And now you have a six-week show trial because guilt is already uh, established by way of summary judgment, and it was only a question of how much. And the judge came out with something that's just, you know, it, it's left the likes of Michael Cohen uh, you know, licking their lips, it's so juicy, and it's left anybody with half a brain flabbergasted that you have the government basically saying, we're going to try to put private enterprise out of business. Forget the other, you know, there's thousands of people who work for Trump, the Trump can't, the Trump whatever. And let's explain,
7: about- the bank's all said. And tried to testify, the judge wouldn't let him, and Trump couldn't even do closing arguments. He's doing a whole list of things he couldn't say in all these show trials. It's a judge, not a jury, but Trump came and even say he's innocent. But the bank said no. All of Trump's investments paid off. All the properties actually went in value more than he projected.
3: Alice, it's worse than that, you know. And it was Ivanka who came in and started the testimony, and it was whoever the rep was from the Deutsche Bank came in and said. He didn't defraud us. We were competing for his business. He was a whale. We wanted his business. He didn't lie to us to get preferential interest rates. We were giving him preferential interest rates because we wanted his business. It paid us tens of millions of dollars. He paid us back in full, and it was good business for everybody. It's not just a victimless crime. There is no fraud here. It's fabricated out of whole cloth, and you know th- this evidence that was the juice. After guilt or liability, because it was a civil case, was already found by way of summary judgments. people are watching this saying, how the hell is this even going on? But the, the, the liability was already found. And so you just have this show trial where even there, when they're controlling the evidence of being a Jew, everybody watching it is like, this is ridiculous. This is preposterous. But Remember what happened liability- in my Texas
7: and Connecticut show trial? People were against me at the first and they kept saying, when does he get to talk? When was lawyers get to talk? Many days. The judges would say, "You don't get to talk," and they would just get up there and say, "He came and we he peed on the grave. No video, no witnesses. They would. He's got four hundred million. He got from us. Never had five million. I mean, they literally just made up anything they wanted to, and people saw that, so they turned off the
3: YouTube comments. Remember that? First of all, I remember that. And those who are not yet awake sat there and said, "Oh, Alex Jones had a trial," and I have to sit there and explain to them that what you just saw of a trial was not a trial on the merits that was a trial after the default verdict based on purported non-compliance with discovery obligations all a load of crap but people those who are not awake were tricked duped into thinking they saw a trial when they didn't even but those who were paying attention knew that this is an absolute joke from the get-go and as they're watching this show trial on the damages only basically what we saw in new york they're like how is he even found liable in the first place oh in your case default verdict in trump's case uh summary judgment from a judge who's on record on camera saying, I've got the tools to yield the results that I want. You know? Uh, ju- Remember, he A&L talked to a got- group
7: of law students what three years ago and he said, I can do whatever I want. I don't, I am in charge. I'm gonna follow the law. And and, and that's the so, thing though. But, but, but here's the here's what I want to ask you. Because you're a big popular talk show, so you get a lot of feedback. I'm seeing people finally get this. It usually takes time, but people are finally people couldn't really wrap their mind around why does this lawyers talk? Why doesn't he ever get to defend? People still thought we were in a free country, but, but, but I think now the veil is lifting.
3: I, well, I think so as well. I, I was watching the, uh, you know, I spent two days live streaming the Fannie Willis evidentiary hearing. And, uh, you, you know, even MSM, well, I'll call them propagandist hacks of the MSM. They're out there saying, yeah, it's 50-50 that she gets disqualified. And that's in their protective propagandist perspective. They have to now admit it's so patented in your face that it's you know, equally likely that Fannie Willis gets disqualified from this case. People are waking up to the fact that this is, it's socially society-destructive. Like even, pe- even if you're a blue, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is in, in, in America, but like, you know, like a blue-to-the-neck uh, Democrat coming out of New York, this is going to destroy your economy. It's going to destroy your state. You want to chase away the people who are actually generating revenue, paying the taxes to keep your social systems in order. When they leave, when they get chased out, when the government usurps that and squanders it because government can't do crap the way private enterprise can, you're all going to suffer. New York is going to suffer. The employees of the Trump organizations are going to suffer. The Society as a whole is going to I suffer. was thinking of that be- today.
7: Just like we see a mass exodus out of New York and California, it's going to accelerate now. And I, I noticed Democrats heard about the big trucker protest are refusing now to deliver goods in New York. The, the Democrats are all like, good, screw you. Don't come here don't deliver food, don't deliver energy, and now the truckers are getting more pissed. Can't they see that they're destroying
3: themselves? They can't see it because they think you go to the grocery store and things are always going to be on the shelves. They think that because they live in a big city that that is somehow self-sustaining. It's it's wild, and it's not just that it's going to accelerate. We're seeing it now California citizen-wise to Florida. We're seeing it New York to Florida. I make a joke. I see more New Yorkers in Florida than I see Floridians. Now you're seeing the corporate exodus from uh, Delaware, when you see activist judges coming in with politically motivated activist decisions, chasing out successful enterprise, I mean, it's going to happen, it's happening everywhere. And what's going to happen? New York's going to be bankrupt, California's going to be bankrupt. Delaware is going to lose whatever corporate incentives it had to attract business in the first place, and lo and behold, when, when, when people are left starving, as they have been historically under socialist regimes, they're going to say, I don't know where it went wrong, we're watching where it's going wrong in real time, and if you're not paying attention, you're going to be left literally saying, why the heck are the shelves empty in New York City?
7: And that's why the federalist system is so beautiful. People, when they hear me say I'm a federalist, they go, oh, you're for the feds. Now, the federalism is the opposite of that, where the federal government's divided between three branches, the states are divided into 50 groups. There are three branches to create bulkheads so that when a country or, or, or a former um, colony, now a state, gets taken over, people have a chance to leave, and that creates the balance. Imagine if we were Venezuela or someplace where they had full control, they could get away with this. But because they don't, people have a chance to move, so it illustrates it.
3: Well, and people can, people will, and the states... Uh, you know, that are that are rejoicing in the political persecutions are going to they're going to suffer the consequences in the long term. But the bottom line, that, that New York decision, it's a laughable, sick joke. The only question is going to be on appeal. Is there going to be a court that comes out? I'm not sure that I would trust uh, the New York court of the state court of appeal. I don't know where, where it goes from. there. I don't, I don't even trust the, the Supreme Court because.
7: Yeah, again, they're putting so much pressure on conservative justices for things that are legal, flying with friends on trips, whatever. Okay, on a scale of 1 of 100, it's like a 2.
4: So here we are, guys. We're back with Wendy's Boutique, wendyslimited.com, wendyslimited.com, and the hottest boutique couture online. Boutique Supremacy online, Wendy's Boutique. So we've got to remind you guys, wendyslimited.com, our great sponsor. Please go and support her and support uh, all the hardworking folks over there that are trying to bring you the best fashion design and designer brand name labels anywhere. So we just have to remind you that wendyslimited.com, wendyslimited.com is where you need to go.